Pregnancy Perfect podcast, and I'm your host, Kayla Geddes. If you're a new listener, thanks for joining me today, and I hope you enjoy the podcast and want to come back. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. Either way, I'm so glad you're here. My guest today is Elise Blaha Kripe, who is an amazing, creative, small business woman, blogger, and podcaster, and I've been a big fan of hers for years. So I'm really excited and honored to have her on the show today. Elise has two daughters and does a little comparing and contrasting during the interview between the two pregnancies, but we mostly talk about her first, which ended with an induction at 41 weeks and then a C-section. We also talk about gestational diabetes, scare with the baby's health during her pregnancy, and how breastfeeding was a night and day different experience between her two babies. And hopefully this is encouraging for you if you maybe didn't have a great experience the first time around. We also talk a lot about the disappointment surrounding a labor and delivery experience that doesn't go as planned. Elise struggled with this until the delivery of her second baby brought her the closure she needed, and that was years later. I feel like this can be kind of a taboo subject, and so I appreciate Elise's honesty about it. You know, there's really no reason to not talk about things like this that are really common. So talk to us on Instagram and let us know if you've had a similar experience. I'd love to hear about it. Speaking of Instagram, Elise is giving away one of her awesome get to work books. I am hosting that giveaway on my account. So find my post about today's episode to enter. Elise, welcome to the Pregnancy Perfect podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) My pleasure. I'm excited to have you. I've already told the audience a little bit about you and your intro, but can you just take a second and tell us a little more about you, like how old you are, where you live, about your business, your blog, whatever, your family? Cool. Yes. Um, my name is Elise and I am 30. I'll be 31 at the end of February. Um, and I have, I live in San Diego with my husband and we have two daughters. One is, um, ah, she's a little over two and a half. And the other is going to be about three and a half months when this goes live. Um, and I love them. Um, obviously my transition to motherhood was rocky, but I, I think it like has improved constantly, which is such a good feeling. Um, my job, I'm a small business owner, my main thing right now is I sell a planner um, slash goal setting workbook. It's called Get to Workbook. And um, that has become like my full-time job 100% and I love it. Um, but I also am kind of watching kiddos for at least part to full-time. So it's a lot, but but I would not do anything different right now. Yeah, that's amazing. I admire you. Every time you post on Instagram, you know, you have all these you're just a project person. You're just always <laughs> doing these awesome things and inspiring everyone. And I think we're all wondering, how are you fitting it all yeah. in? <laughs> um, I have robots. No, no. I, <laughs> well, like right now, like since Piper, my younger daughter has been born, my mom has been here a ton and that's been like oh, okay. invaluable. There's no yeah. way I could have um, shipped out all the get to work book and, you know, managed a newborn. And so that's been so, so helpful. And I have daycare for Ellery, my older daughter, three days a week. And that's so helpful. And I hope that, you know, people who see that I do a lot of stuff also know that I have help with childcare. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is, that's, I, I never, ever would want to hide that because it's such an important part of how things get handled around here. Yeah, that's great. Well, you probably just, I mean, you can't, you can't do everything, so no. <laughs> yeah, a couple hours can't. a week, then yeah, exactly. I, I I tried to do everything and lost my mind, and oh, so gosh. this is how it's kind of staying functional. Yeah, well, that's great. Well, let's ask you a couple of quick, fun icebreaker questions to warm us up and get to know you a little bit better. Do you collect anything? 
Ooh, good one. Um, I just, in like 2016, I decided I was going to start collecting cool mugs. Um, my husband and I love coffee, but, and we have all those like normal, you know, like boring white mugs. Mm-hmm. And I want to start collecting like really pretty individual pieces of pottery, you know, handmade and gorgeous. Um, so far, I have one. So it's a small collection, but it's something I would love to grow. So where do you find cool mugs? Are so they far, be, like, well, actually, I do have two. I, I got one at a farmer's market. Um, and then Etsy, I found a few. Like, I, I actively search Pinterest. And I search um, Instagram, too, for, like, okay. uh, you know, like, pottery hashtags and see what I can find there. So yeah, very cool. And I, I should check, like, Goodwill more often, but I don't have time to go yeah. there. I do a lot of online shopping. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> What teams or clubs were you a part of during high school? Um, I was uh, on the I was a cheerleader in high school, so oh, okay. that was that. Yeah, that was my main. I was also in student government, but I think cheer would probably be what I identified with more. Okay, and if you went back to high school right now, would you do the the same thing, or would you? Do you think you'd be indifferent? Yeah, I think I would. I'm one of those like super annoying people that loved high school. And so um, I think I would do the same thing again because it was a really good experience. Okay, awesome. And then lastly, are you a board game person? Ooh, good one. I think I go through spurts where I, I'm really, you know, I like board games. I want to play them and then I kind of turn off from them. But I have been doing a lot of jigsaw puzzles. Yeah, that's really. true. Yeah. yeah and, and so I'd kind of equate that. So I will, I'll say yes. Fair. Cool. All right, well, let's get started talking about pregnancy. Which yes. of your two pregnancies are we going to talk about today? Ah, oh, man, they're so very different that it was hard for me to decide. Um, but I think we'll go ahead and let's let's talk about the first one. I think that okay. might, might be a little bit more interesting. Okay. And then add in add in wherever you want, you know, if it's if it's something that you think the audience would like to hear about, then add in about Piper's as well. Oh, I will. So how old were you when you found out you were pregnant with Ellery? I was 27 because she was 28 when I was, when she was, I was 28 when she was born. So I was 27. Okay. And was she planned or was it a happy accident? Yep. She was planned. We, my husband got home from deployment and we were ready to have her. I was ready to have a baby. Um, But it took about seven months of, you know, trying to, in order, you know, to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was one of those things where I was definitely ready. And, and even though seven months is not a long time, I think once you decide you're ready, it still feels like a long time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's like, yeah. once you decide you're ready, if it doesn't happen, you know, like the next month or whatever, it's like exactly. any there amount of time after that is a long time. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but on, on the other hand, Paul Piper was a surprise. So, oh, <laughs> so I kind of got, I, I experienced both. Um, and I think the surprise is better and harder in its own way. <laughs> That's awesome. So can I ask you, don't answer if it's like too personal or whatever, but I'm just curious, like, were you guys just kind of like not trying? Yeah. We, we, I mean, we know how babies are born. So, <laughs> so um, I can't, I can't, like it wasn't that big of a mistake. Okay. Um, but I think that after Ellery, I thought, you know, that it would just take more effort, you know, like, like you know, more active, like kind of thinking through it and calendar and planning like that. And, um, so this was just kind of a, there was no goalie, but you know, we, we weren't expecting it. Okay. So you were like tracking your cycle and everything probably with Ellery or something similar. Definitely. Like yeah. Okay. With Ellery, I was. Okay. So what was Paul's reaction when you told him you were pregnant? Uh, he, it was a Saturday morning and he like 
you know, looked at the test and was like, well, I guess, you know, we should take another one tomorrow, like, to prove it. Or something. Like, he, he was very calm. Um, and I think it's because he knew how much I wanted it, you know, and, and uh, I think he was trying to temper expectation a little bit. Okay. Um, and... So he was, he was very calm. He handled it not as excited as I was. Oh, (laughs) just because he didn't want to like. Yeah, I I think, I don't know. You know, I think he, he wanted, it was easier for him to be excited once we had gone to the doctor and like seen a heartbeat. So it was just in case it didn't. Exactly. Exactly. Something. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And then I'm curious on the other hand, what was his reaction when you told him you were pregnant the second time? Um, that is hilarious. I sent he so we were all napping. Um, my Paula was coming off a night shift, and Ellery was taking a nap, and I was like laying on the couch napping, and I sneezed, and I had that like round ligament pain. Oh yeah, uh, that you have when you're pregnant. And I was like, that's super weird, you know. And um, so I went and took a pregnancy test, and it was positive. And oh so for like an hour, I just knew by myself, and everyone was asleep. And so Ellery woke up, and I put this like sticker on her shirt that said "Big Sister." And I sent her in to, like, wake up Paul from his nap. And he did not notice. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. He didn't notice the sticker on <laughs> And so I was like, can you read a shirt? You know, and he was like, big sister. And he was, like, so groggy. And he was like, where's the little sister? <laughs> and then I just, like, laughed. And then he was like, oh, my God. Oh, and my God. And then that was it. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, darn it. That was a cute, that was was a cute so way to tell him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How would you describe your first trimester in three words? Um, I the first time, you know, t- definitely tired. Um, I drank orange Gatorade, so tired orange Gatorade and pretzels. Like that was like all that I could do. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> you were nauseous or just kind of like wanting bland stuff? Yeah, exactly. Just wanting bland, just feeling like super off. Um, never, like, never very sick, thank goodness, and usually fades by like week 11. But but I those first few weeks were, were definitely bad with both girls. Oh, okay. How did you go about picking a doctor for yourself? Good question. Um, Paul's in the Navy, and so we... Our, our healthcare is through the military okay. and it's awesome because it's free, but there's very little, uh, like customization. And, and I think you can, like you can explore other options, but both times we really didn't. And so I just kind of, you know, would go see a different midwife or a different OB every time. And then, I, you know, you just go deliver and there you try to deliver. Um, and so I, I didn't do too much other than just go where they told me. So you didn't even have the same one the whole time? No, not necessarily. Like you, it was just, I saw a different, you know, practitioner okay. each time I was there for a checkup. And then the thought is that you just, whoever's on call when you're delivering, delivers oh, the baby. Okay. So are you fine with that, or do you wish it was a little bit more, like, constant? Yeah, yeah. I think in, in, like, a perfect world, I would definitely, I think there's so much to be said for, you know, getting, you know, maintaining a relationship with your provider, and um, with Piper, I ended up, towards the end of the pregnancy, having the same OB every time, and, and I really liked her, but it was kind of because she would, like, just schedule me with her, you know, oh. so, so I kind of lucked out in that regard, okay. but I definitely, like, think it's awesome if, if you can create a relationship with the person that's going to help deliver your baby that's really great right. um and so I I if I was having a third which I'm not um I would, I would definitely fight for that okay did you decide to find out the gender 
Yes. I think I, I wish I was the type of person that could wait and, you know, get that surprise in the, in the delivery room, but I'm not. And so we did find out both times that we were having girls. Um, and the first time I just like texted everyone I knew. And the second time we had it like, you know, written down and then delivered to a baker and we did one of the big cake reveals. Oh, fun. Uh, yeah. And that was like, I'm so exciting and, and kind of cheesy, but it was really fun. I would, I would recommend that for yeah. sure. Yeah. That sounds really cute. It seems like you're a pretty healthy person in general. Were you, did you eat pretty healthy during your pregnancy? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I do. I eat fairly well for the most part. Um, what was interesting is with Ellery, I had gestational diabetes. Oh. And yeah. And, and I, um, you know, there, I think diabetes in general has a lot of stigma. So, uh, but I wasn't really expecting that. And so anyway, so I was on a really you know, carb controlled diet with Ellery from week 28 on. And I had to do the finger sticks and all of that. And for the most part, I mean, my blood sugar was always kept really low. Um, And then with Piper, I was walking a lot more. I got a Fitbit after Ellery was born. And and so I was like getting 10,000 steps, you know, almost every day. Mm -hmm. And so with her and with her pregnancy, I never had gestational diabetes. So I think for me, the diabetes thing and the blood sugar thing is probably much more related to activity level than food. Um, And so thankfully, I was able to avoid it with her. Um, But I pretty much, you know, obviously, I didn't drink any alcohol while pregnant. But other than that, I kind of just stuck to my normal diet because... I eat decently clean usually, so yeah. it, it felt okay. Okay, awesome. Did you have any cravings? Uh, yeah, I, you know, not really. And I I think that's weird. Oh, I guess I ate a ton of fruit, like, mm-hmm. all the time. Um, but that was probably based on season, like, yeah. it was in season. Um, and I eat a lot of fruit anyway, so it's hard to know. <laughs> Nothing exciting, for sure. Okay. And then, so with Ellery, you didn't really exercise that much, or you just didn't? Um, it wasn't as conscious. Like, I, it wasn't like I, I – I wasn't thinking, like, I should go out for a half-an-hour walk today with Ellery um, versus with Piper because of the Fitbit. That was just part of my routine that I, you know, kind of was getting those 30 active minutes. Um, and so I for sure got more exercise with Piper um, because it, it didn't really cross my mind with Ellery in the very beginning. Like, in the first trimester, I was trying to run a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that, that slowed down and I was not being as active. Okay. So with, when you were pregnant with, with Piper, mm-hmm. how often, I mean, you were getting almost every day, 10,000 steps. Yep. Yeah. How, so, how are you doing that <laughs> from one month um, to another? How do you do that? Yeah. So I, it was great because Ellery for not, she's not so good anymore in the stroller, but for a while there she was really happy to go for a walk in the stroller. So I would like turn on a podcast and go for a good walk. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also, you know, for the, a lot of the summer, like it was, it stayed light for so long. And so Paul puts Ellery down to bed, but she goes down pretty early at seven. And so then I would be able to go out for a good walk, you know, while he was putting her to bed. Okay. Um, that was really great. And then days that she was at daycare, I would try to, you know, go for a walk during my work day. So I think it, it was part of my routine. And like now I'm not nearly as good. Like I'm, I'm way out of that habit of getting the walks in because I've been, I've been more busy, but I know that like to get back to a comfortable level and weight and all those things, I will want to, <laughs> to somehow get it back in. Right. Yeah, of course. So speaking of weight, what was your total weight gain at the end of your pregnancy with Ellery? Yeah. Um, I, I lost track after Ellery 
Um, not because it was like crazy, just because I, 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 she was a week overdue and I don't remember getting weighed, but I I would think like maybe 35 pounds with Ellery. Um, and then Piper was, I think closer to like 28, maybe a little bit less. All right. What was your experience like wearing maternity clothes? Uh, we're so lucky in San Diego that I could basically wear like maxi skirts, Mm -hmm. you know, all season long. I have girlfriends that live in colder weather and they have to, you know, get special, you know, bigger jackets and, and like pants that have the stretchy stuff. And, and thankfully I didn't have to do too much of that. So between like, I had one pair of maternity shorts and then like two maternity dresses and then I could kind of make it work with like stretchy pants or leggings um, or maxi skirts. So I didn't have to buy too much. Okay. Did you have anything like any specifically favorite pieces that you just love? Yeah, I have a joke because it's like in every single picture that I have when I'm pregnant. (laughs) Um, I had this like black and white striped dress that I got at Nordstrom and I I, I mean, it was like I wore it to like the showers and the birthdays. Like it Mm. was the only thing I wore. Um, but I really liked it. It was super flattering and it was one of those, you know, maternity dresses that like show off the bump instead of hide it. Uh, so that was probably my favorite. Yeah. Cute. So besides the obvious growing belly, did your body change much and how did you feel? Yeah, about it? Good question. Um, my skin with both girls on my face got really clear, which oh, was amazing. Yeah. Um, that was awesome. And then I think I, tend to put on the weight, obviously the belly and then like in my hips. And I, I don't really notice not, uh, yeah, I guess hips and thighs. I don't really notice that when I'm pregnant, but then like, as I'm trying to get my jeans on now, I'm like, Oh yeah, <laughs> obviously there's a little bit of weight gain there, but yeah. I'm incredibly lucky and I don't get too swollen. It's okay. just, I just kind of, you know, put on the weight in, in normal places, but I thankfully don't have too much water retention. Okay. What were your second and third trimesters like? You kind of started to feel better. Yes, definitely. Definitely fit, felt better. Um, I think the second trimester is a good one because, you know, you're not like too big that you're, it's, it's hard to do things, but you're also starting to get your energy back. So with both girls, I remember that being good. Um, and then third trimester, I think is fun because you are so big, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. you're so obviously pregnant and, and it's just a fun kind of place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I, I enjoyed both. I, I definitely enjoyed being pregnant more the first time. It felt so magical and special. And the second time it felt, you know, special for sure, but, but some of the magic was gone, you know, and a little bit more anxiety wrapped up in everything. So it was, it was, um, it felt longer, I think, to be pregnant this second okay. time. So just anxiety, like, about her being okay, or was it something specific that happened? Yeah, you know, interestingly enough, I had a lot more fear that Ellery was not okay. We had, um, during our 20-week anatomy scan, they found um, cysts in her brain. Um, I think they're called chlor- chloride plexus cysts. I should look that up before the show. But um, basically, like, little fluid pockets in her brain, and they 99% of the time mean nothing, but sometimes they can be a marker for um, some chromosomal disorders. And so that was incredibly scary. Yeah. Um, and we had to go in for a more in-depth anatomy scan. And, and uh, you know, they said everything's probably fine. You know, everything looks great. Um, and then she came out and everything was great. But 
it was pretty intense there for like a week waiting for that follow-up scan. Okay. Um, so I had a lot of anxiety, you know, during that pregnancy. Um, and then so with Piper, everything looked good. Her anatomy scan came back great. But I was hoping for a VBAC um, because Ellery was a C-section. And so I had a lot of anxiety around the birth. Oh, okay. Um, and I think that's where... That, that was probably where it came from. I, I wasn't as nervous, you know, that she would be okay or that everything would be fine, but I was just nervous about the birth. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, we'll get into that in a minute. I'm excited <laughs> to hear all about that. So tell us about working while you were pregnant. Yeah, so I, I, work, I, I work for myself. I, I work from home, and so I, I did work um, the whole time I was pregnant um, with both girls. Um, I was much more active during Piper's pregnancy because I was um, this book, this kids workbook that I sell. I, I was like actively selling and packing and shipping that, so it was huge. Um, and and I, I'm running it all myself right now, and so just dealing with the email and all of that stuff is pretty intense. And then you know, Piper was born on November sixth, and I was back to like working like you know, emailing and all that probably like November 10th. Wow. Um, so I, which was okay. Like I, yeah. there, that's just how it was. And, and you know, that's what the timing looked like. Um, but I definitely did not take a big break with either girl. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's see. You said you went a week over with Ellery, right? I, I did. Yeah. She, I was actually induced at 41 weeks exactly. And then she was born at 41 weeks one day. Okay. Was the induction planned? Scheduled? Yep, yep. It was scheduled. Um, Paul was deployed when I was due. And so when I got the gestational diabetes diagnosis, you're considered high risk. Mm -hmm. um, technically, I was controlled by diet, so I probably was not as high risk as they thought. But but I, it was you know considered high risk. And so I asked my the current midwife I was seeing at the hospital um, how long I could go until I was induced. And she said it should let me go a week over. So we scheduled Paul to come home like for that week. Okay. Cause my fear was that he, he was able to come home for 10 days, which was great. Um, but my fear was that he'd come home too early and then miss the birth. Uh, um, and so we scheduled him to come home about a week late figuring, you know, at least he'll get to see the baby. And so he, I was due on, I was due the 12th and then he came home the 14th and I was induced on the 19th <laughs> and she was, it was a 27 hour induction that ended up failing. And so I had a C-section and she was born on the 20th. <laughs> okay. So uh, I, I definitely don't recommend induction, even though for some people it really works out. Everyone I know that's been induced ends up with a C-section. Well, most of the people I know that have been induced end up with a C-section. Oh, and, really? Yeah. And <clears throat> excuse me. If it's the first, they have all these like criteria, you know, to judge. And if it's your first pregnancy or it's your first vaginal delivery, and if you're like not dilated at all, and if you're not a face at all, like, and I was like negative at all, all of the terrible oh. ones, you know. And so my success chances were like thirty percent. Yeah. Something. Okay. And, yeah. Because I had an induction, but I was like dilated any face. Oh, that's you know, good. Like, and yours was successful. Yeah, mine was. Oh, uh -huh. That's so great. Yeah, and, and like I have another girlfriend who had an induction and it was wonderful and, and she delivered and it was perfect and yeah. for her first daughter and then her second, she, she had an induction again and she went to push and the cord is wrapped and she ended up with a C-section, <gasps> oh, no. you know? So, yeah, so it can just go either way. <laughs> it can, it yeah. can. And I guess like it's one of those things where, you know, you want all the information but you also don't want any information. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but that's amazing that yours worked out. Yeah. 
Well, so so you went in like the morning of your induction? Yep, yep. I went in, I think I got there at like 11 a.m. And they started me off with a fully ball to start, I want to say. And then um, I, I never remember if I, I, I did the fast one, like the one that's considered a little bit more dangerous, the Cervidil, I think. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and then I, I ended up getting to 10 and pushing, but her head was crooked in the birth canal and so it just was not coming oh. out so I, I I pushed for two hours with no dice oh my goodness um so how long after you like came in did you start to push I think let's see I, I got there around 11 I think I was pushing around noon the following day oh so it took a while it did oh yeah yeah and then the you know two hours and then it ended up being 27 hours from like start to finish yeah okay so did was it the doctors who said like two hours that like that's as long as we can go or were you just wiped out like what what happened I don't I don't know a lot about that yeah I was I was completely wiped out I remember there was it felt like 150 people in the room um in reality like maybe like four Mm -hmm. um and they were, you know, like I had to like show them how I was pushing and they were kind of feeling, you know, and, um, I knew that the pushes that I was delivering at that point were so weak. Um, and they had like tried to manually kind of shift her position and move her head and they, they weren't having any, any success. And so I remember hearing like something about forceps or hearing something about a vacuum and there was kind of, everyone was kind of like, uh, like that was, it didn't really seem like a good idea. And so finally I was like, or C-section <laughs> and it was like, they were waiting for me to say oh. it because they were all kind of like, yeah, like we think that's your best yeah. bet. So, so what were your thoughts when it came to that? Oh, it sucked. I was just crying and crying. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think it's because, you know, I, I, with Ellery, I was really looking forward to the labor and the birth. Like yeah. to me that not, of course I wanted to meet her, you know, but I, I, more than anything, I wanted to meet her, but I wanted to go through that and I wanted to, um, do it, you know, like really I wanted to rock it. And, and I felt like such a failure, which yeah. of course, you know, you're not a failure, blah, blah, blah. But it still felt that way. And, and, it, and it was scary and um, everything happened so quickly. And and I was so exhausted. You know, I hadn't yeah. slept really well before the induction. I was so, you know, anxious. And, and then I'd been awake for so long. And so um, I was I was really out of it and, and bummed for sure. <laughs> yeah, I bet. How were you able to eventually like come to, you know, find peace with the fact that that's how your story went, you know? Yeah. You know, I don't think I did until Piper was born via scheduled C-section. And, um, you'd think, you know, like I would need an amazing vaginal birth to feel at peace. And, and, um, I didn't get that, you know, I had a scheduled C-section that was awesome and the complete opposite of my first C-section. And I think that, was so therapeutic and, and, um, and just good, like good, good. It was really, really great to do that. And so of course, like I realized that how the baby gets here, doesn't mean anything in the scheme of things. Mm -hmm. Um, but to have like a scheduled C-section go the opposite of Ellery's, I think really brought closure to the whole thing. And and it's, it's really helped a lot. That's good. That's great. Um, can I ask really quick, how come so you said you're hoping for a v-back but why did you end up with a scheduled c-section yeah good question so 
VBAC was for sure the plan. Um, I think my huge fear was I would, so I was never going to be induced again, right? Like that they, okay. they don't, t- 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 the hospital I was delivering at doesn't t- induce for a VBAC um, generally. Like maybe you could get a fully ball, but they don't do any, um, any like drugs okay. to induce chemical induction. Um, and so I knew that. And so my hope was like, I'll just go into labor, you know, and, yeah. and I did a lot of research and I knew that the statistics and everything, and I knew that it was most like the, the best scenario was probably a feedback. Like that tends to be the healthiest for most women. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was feeling really good and I had a supportive provider. Um, but I was also really struggling with like, what if I get to the pushing part and, and she, her head is stuck again and I can't get her out and I go through both again, you know, I go through a full labor and a C-section again. Like, I don't know if I can do that. And so, um, we got my, we got to the week of my due date and I was checked for dilation and there was no progress or anything, which doesn't necessarily mean anything, but it was still kind of a bummer. Um, and my due date came and went, um, and so the, the OB that I'd kind of been having at towards the end, who I really liked, you know, she, she said, she was like comfortable giving me some time, but she like wanted to schedule me for two days past on Friday. Okay. And I was just like, okay. you know, <laughs> And I just, I just agreed. And I think I could have fought it if I wanted to, but I also think I, I was kind of glad to just like let that decision go. And and I knew I could recover, of course, from anything, um, but but it didn't seem like it'd be as awful as, like, trying to labor and failing again. <laughs> yeah. Well, it just goes to show, like, how much is out of your hands. You know, you can plan, you can oh, hope, really. you can wish, but at the end of the day, you know, there's just, there's going to be things that are out of your hands. Yes, yes, yes. And if people are listening and then you had a rough, you know, first um, kind of emergency C-section and you're very anxious about the second, like, in my experience, that scheduled C-section is is night and day from yeah. an emergency C-section. So oh, good. hopefully that's encouraging. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure it will be. So what did Ellery weigh and measure? Yeah, she was seven, nine and 21 inches, which was so long considering that uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm five, three and Paul's like five, 11. So we're not okay. super tall people, but we had yeah. a really tall baby. Uh huh. Yeah. That's awesome. Was Piper similar? She was 21 and a half and seven, seven. Wow. So yeah, I was, I was nervous, you know, gestational diabetes. So I think you're going to have this huge baby. And right. So in both cases I was worried, you know, and thankfully, I mean, seven, 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 nine is not tiny, but mm-hmm. it, it's not huge. So right. that was good. Yeah. That's great. So what, what are their birthdays? Uh, June 20th for Ellery and November 6th for Piper. Okay. Oh yeah. So that awesome. And Ellery is going to be three. Yes, okay. exactly. They're like two years, five months apart. Okay. And what is Ellery's full name? Her full name is Ellery Eve. Um, and Ellery was picked because I wanted an E name um, to match mine. And I, to me, Ellery was like the most beautiful name. We probably had it picked out like long before I was pregnant. Um, and then Eve is after a family not, she's not like she wasn't even in our family, but she was a like kind of a grandmother figure. Oh, okay. um, yeah, and I don't usually like alliteration, but with her, it, it just worked. So yeah, no, that's really good. I love that. 
Um, and then Piper, we because we had an E, we wanted to have a P because mm-hmm. Paul's you know a little E, a little P. Yeah. Um, and then her middle name is Francis, which is a family name. My dad's name is Francis. Oh, okay. um, and then there's a lot of different boy and girl Francis's on his side. So. I love that. That's very you. sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where did you hear Ellery? Because I had never heard that name before you. Right. I, I'd never heard it either. Like I, I wanted an E name for so long. I really loved the name Eleanor. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, it started to get popular yeah. and I started to hear it a lot. And so I was with, uh, I still love it. It's a gorgeous name. Um, but I was with a girlfriend of mine and she said that a friend of hers had named their daughter Ellery. Um, and I was like, oh my God, like, how do you spell that? Yeah. And I, <laughs> like, Paul was deployed at the time and I texted him and I was like, I'm obsessed with this name. And he was like, okay. And we, yeah. So then it like never really left my head and, and it's like a weird name. Like people are like Hillary or they think it sounds made up or whatever, but I, I love it. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm happy with it. That's great. So did Paul get to choose Piper? Um, he, we watched Orange is the New Black for sure okay. and heard Piper, that's the main character on the show. And so we heard it, you know, many times long before I was pregnant. Oh, okay. And we, we both like decided that we liked it. And then we like couldn't decide if it was going to be too trendy versus Ellery, but ultimately like we didn't like any other P names as much, oh. so <laughs> which is like a weird reason to name a kid that. But um, initials were huge, important, like so. So we went with it, and now like I think it's the perfect name for her. I can't even imagine, except that it rhymes with diaper. <laughs> Which, like, I never would have thought of, and I don't uh-huh. think matters at all. But now I'm like, can you change Piper's diaper? Or oh, Piper's, no. You know, and I, <laughs> that's now, but it, I didn't think of it before. Yeah, that's so funny. I never thought of that either. That was no. one of our top names that we really liked, too. And oh, that, really? Yeah, that yeah. never crossed my mind either. So Yeah, that, you, it would as soon as you have it. Yeah, sir. yeah I'm sure. <laughs> Did you decide to breastfeed or bottle feed? Um, I definitely wanted to breastfeed, um, from the beginning. That was kind of like labor, you know, I was like yeah. super excited. Um, with Ellery, it was a nightmare. She had a tongue tie and oh, no. so my, the latch was awful and I was just bleeding and terrible and, and I was so unhappy and, um, probably around like four weeks in, I said to Paul, you know, I'm starting to like resent her for being hungry you know this is so painful yeah and it it was awful and he was like okay we're done um so then I pumped for Ellery for 10 months and with Piper I went into it and I was like well you know if I can't do this I can't do this but I'm gonna try and I'm you know I'm not gonna experience pain and blah 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 um it's been amazing like I I truly like have not experienced pain breastfeeding her which is just unreal I I never thought that was possible I thought it was like kind of bs um, and so it's been completely different and, and now like, it's a little bit harder to get her to take a bottle. So it's like the opposite uh-huh. problem, <laughs> Yeah. Um, but it's been really good. And I'm so glad that I've had a second chance at it. Yeah. That's amazing. It's so amazing that it was like night and day with, with, Oh that. my gosh. I like, I never would have predicted that it would be so different. Wow. That's incredible. What was the hardest thing about being pregnant? Hmm. I think uh, the first time the gestational diabetes was really hard. It was it was very stressful, like worrying about you know keeping my sugars low and all that. Um, the second time around, it was just harder to be pregnant and have a toddler. <laughs> um, you know, like the first time when you're tired, you just sleep. Um, you know, or you yeah. take a nap, or you know, you you have so much time to yourself, and and so I think that was harder. 
for me, that was definitely the harder the second time. And the first time, like I said, you know, it's so magical. And the second time you're kind of like, man, like a glass of wine would be awesome right now, you know, because yeah. it's not quite as like uh, romantic and exciting uh-huh. the second time. Or it wasn't for me. Maybe, maybe it is for other women, but yeah. it wasn't yeah. quite as crazy exciting for yeah, me. Yeah, that makes sense. And then on the other hand, what was your favorite part about being pregnant? Ah, good question. I, I think the kicks are just hands down my favorite. I, I, like feeling the baby move is so cool. And um, I like, I, like I, 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 I'm terrible. I like being pregnant and I liked high school. Um, but I, <laughs> like, I like, like seeing your body change, you know, and feeling my body change. And um, I like that you don't have to worry about like fitting into your clothes and you just, or to me, I just felt good. And so um, the body changes and the kicks were probably my favorite. Okay, that's awesome. And then did you read any, like, really good books that you loved and would recommend other yes. moms? Yes, yes, yes. Um, Great with Child is one of my favorites. Um, it's, it's kind of like a memoir told through letters, um, and I would definitely recommend that to any new mom. Um, I also read... Um, Ina May Gaskin has a book. Well, I've read her, I read her book about like natural childbirth and drawing a blank on the name. Um, but that I recommend if you're thinking about natural child childbirth. Um, but then I read her guide to breastfeeding when I was you know gearing up for Piper, and that was great. I, I recommend that one. And then recently, after the girls have been born, I've I read Carry On Warrior, um, which is by I think her name is Glennon Doyle something I'm probably saying that wrong um but that hi (laughs) um but that was really like another memoir that I think is good for for any moms of any age but but that was a fun one too that's great those are all ones that I haven't that I hadn't even heard of so oh good yeah we will for sure link to those they sound awesome perfect and then what's one product or something that you've loved having and would recommend to other first-time moms that or or not first-time moms but women that um have kids that might make their life easier yeah good question you know I had like such a long list of this stuff and now that I'm like kind of through the beginning I'm forgetting it all yeah um I think well even now it doesn't have to be newborn yeah 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 I'll if you're nursing I will link to or I'll tell you to the link for these, um, like nursing pads that go in your bra, like to catch milk, obviously. Um, they're awesome. I use disposable ones with Ellery and they like gave me like a rash. Um, oh. these ones are like washable, but they're not hippie. They're awesome. I'll send you a link to those. So okay. you can link them. They're, they're like heart shaped, which is kind of weird, but they're really <laughs> great. Um, a really good water bottle. Like I feel like I'm drinking water constantly yeah. and, and unless it's I, I, like, I, I don't have time to do anything else. And so having this water bottle has been great. Um, those are like my two, those are like my must haves. Okay. Um, it's so funny. Like the first pregnancy, I'm like, oh, I need this special pillow and I need this special body cream. And then the second pregnancy, I'm like, I don't have time. <laughs> so I, I didn't use like any of that stuff. Before. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Do you have any advice that you could give to women who are pregnant or hoping to be pregnant? Yeah, you know, hoping to be pregnant is so hard because even though I waited seven months, I just still feel like I was so lucky. Um, and so I just, I think, you know, for the women who are waiting, I just, you know, my heart goes out to you and, and I, I just, I, 
I, I hope so much that it happens and it happens quickly. Um, and for women who are waiting to become moms who are currently pregnant, um, you know, it is such a tough stage to give advice, I think, because for me, who I was post-birth and who I was pre-birth <laughs> was so, like, at odds. Um, and, and the only thing I think I'd say is that, like, you get it back. Like, you, yeah. <laughs> um, you get your rhythm back um, perfectly. And it's different. It's a different rhythm, but it is absolutely a rhythm. And so even though, like, you're feeling so upside down or you may be feeling so, like, disrupted or whatever – um, it does return to normal. And, and like, it's one of those things where when you're in it, I don't think you really believe it. I definitely did not believe it when people tell me, told me it would go back to normal, but oh, it sure. does. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So. Is that something that you like advice that you would have loved to hear or would have loved to tell yourself the first time around? Yeah, I wish I could have, you know, I wish that, I wish that more of what I had heard from people was like, Hey, like this sucked for me. Um, but now I'm so happy and I don't feel like that really gets said a lot. I think people do talk about like random parts of being hard, but they're also like, it's so easy to romanticize it and look back and be like, Oh, they're so tiny and whatever. Um, and like, that wasn't where I was. Like I couldn't quite see the good parts, um, the first time around. And so now, like after the second time, when I have all this perspective, it's so much easier for me to understand. Um, but I just wish someone had said like, Hey, like this is just awful, but hang in there. Um, because it really will truly be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't know that I would have believed anyone but me and I probably would not have believed myself anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I felt the same thing. Like every time, you know, one phase is over or, you know, like we're kind of getting to the point where she's not nursing as much. And I'm like, Oh, you know, I kind of thought, like this was always, you know, it was always going to be like this or it was always going to be every two or three hours. And, you know, so every time a phase is over. Yeah. And and, and I think it's especially like you're you're probably finding this too, you know, like you'll have other friends who ask you like, when did you transition to the crib or when did you get her out of the swaddle or when, whatever those questions are. And I found that like, I couldn't even remember. Like I I knew we used to swaddle Ellery (laughs) and I know she's not swaddled now, but like, I don't remember yeah. what that transition looked like, uh-huh. even though at the time that was my whole life, you right. know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I know. I agree. Well, what are you most excited about next in your life, both personally and professionally? Awesome question. I think, um, personally, I'm, I'm very excited that we're done adding to our family because now we have our family and, yeah. and it's, it, it's kind of blows my mind that little Piper is going to turn into a little L. Oh, she'll obviously be her own person, but that she'll be Ellery's age. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes like we, Paul and I like already think about that and we, we, we like where we are now, but we're like, wouldn't it be so great when like Piper's two and a half and she's running around and you know, Ellery's you know, five and, yeah. and, and like, just like kind of getting excited for that is so cool. Um, my husband is finishing up. He's going to be in his fourth year of residency starting in June. And then his schedule is going to ease up a little bit. And we're so looking forward to that. Like having a co-parent, um, to help me with bedtime all the time will be Mm -hmm. amazing. Um, so that is hugely exciting. (laughs) Um, I think we're we're just excited. I'm excited to watch these girls grow and I'm excited that, you know, we're kind of 
like going to move on to the kid part. Um, And then professionally, I'm very excited just to kind of work on Get to Workbook and and grow the brand. And I have some really cool ideas for like ways I can expand the product line. And um, yeah, I feel like I'm going to be 31 and I I feel like I hit my rhythm um, professionally and personally, which is a really good feeling until, of course, it falls apart. But right now, it feels really good. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Okay, that's great. So tell... Tell the audience how we can find you. Awesome. Um, my very favorite form of finding is on Instagram. I love Instagram. I'm at Elise Joy there. Um, and I, it's just and this is my favorite because it's so easy and I can just post photos all the time. Um, so that's my favorite. I do have a blog at enjoyitblog.com. And I blogged super active for about 10 years. And now I'm kind of taking um, a calmer schedule with it. So slow blogging and probably a few times a month, but it's definitely a slower pace over there. But I have tons of archives and tons of posts about motherhood if you're interested. Um, And then if you want to find out more about Get to Workbook, which I've kind of talked about a bit, you can find out more about that at gettoworkbook.com. And I also have a podcast um, that's kind of a creative business podcast. It's called Elise Gets Crafty. Okay, perfect. Sometimes I feel like it's like a run-on sentence. <laughs> like all that crap. There's just so much stuff. Yeah, it needs to be like a bulleted list. <laughs> well, Elise, thanks so much for taking the time out of your day to be here and tell us this amazing story about your, your two pregnancies. I loved it. Thank you so much. This is, uh, this is great. I, I love that you're doing this. And I think um, there's a real need. Like when, you're, when I was pregnant, like I could not get enough of these kinds of stories. So thank you for, for doing the show. this episode with Elise. Email us if you have any questions or comments or suggestions. When you visit Elise's show notes page, not only will you get links to the things that we discussed in today's conversation, as well as her social media links, but you'll also find pictures of her and her cute family and the exclusive fun facts about her, such as her favorite person to follow on Instagram, her guilty pleasures, and more. That's only available there on PregnancyPerfect.com slash Elise Blaha Kripe. And you spell that E-L-I-S-E-B-L-A-H-A-C-R-I-P-E. If you enjoyed today's show, please tell a friend, give us a rating on iTunes, and consider subscribing so that you don't ever miss an episode. Looking forward to the next bump day where you'll hear another awesome pregnancy story. And until then, thank you for spending this last hour with me and take care. This has been a Pregnancy Perfect production. Information and materials contained in this episode are presented for entertainment purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of Pregnancy Perfect and should not be considered facts. For such information in which areas are related to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating healthcare problems or diseases or prescribing any medications. If you have any questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, 
please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare provider.